This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A Montana man who authorities say entered the U.S. Capitol with his juvenile son during the January 6, 2021 riot has been charged with misdemeanor crimes, including disorderly conduct. According to court records and the U.S. Department of Justice, 54-year-old Patrick William O'Brien was arraigned Thursday by video conference following his arrest last week in Great Falls. Prosecutors say video footage shows O'Brien and his son were inside the Capitol for 28 minutes, where they walked through hallways and waved a flag. O'Brien was charged in U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C., with entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, and disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. That's according to the Department of Justice. O'Brien is among more than 950 people arrested in connection with the riot, in which former President Donald Trump's supporters stormed the Capitol while Congress was certifying President Joe Biden's 2020 election victory. Montana Governor Greg Gianforti on Thursday ordered state wildlife officials to develop a new wolf management plan. Wolves have been discussed in Montana for more than two decades. During the 2021 legislature, Republicans passed several bills aimed at reducing the state's wolf population. FWP's most recent population model estimates a relatively stable population of more than 1,100 wolves in Montana. The newly formed Special Select Committee for Redistricting announced that upcoming hearings in which lawmakers will be accepting public comment on the map proposed by the Redistricting Commission during its first meeting on Tuesday. The legislature has 30 days to send its recommendations on the proposed legislative map to the Districting and Apportionment Commission. The clock started ticking on Saturday when the commission submitted its latest proposal to the legislature. House Minority Leader Representative Kim Abbott, the Democrat from Helena, commented on the high volume of public input the Redistricting Commission has already received and noted that Commissioner Jeff Essman has requested that the legislature take a look at the districts drawn in eastern Montana. The Redistricting Commission will receive the recommendations from the legislature but is not obligated to use them. Chair Maylin Smith told Lee Newspapers that she will more heavily weigh bipartisan recommendations into the proposed map. The map is available online at mtredistricting.gov. Just one person spoke in favor of the new rules the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services has proposed for Medicaid patients seeking abortions. The rules would in most cases require a patient who uses Medicaid to get prior approval for an abortion to prove it is medically necessary. 
In order to receive approval for an abortion, Medicaid patients would need to provide personal medical information, such as their last menstrual period, number of times pregnant, behavioral health issues, and other information. Derek Ostreicher, Director of Government Affairs for the Montana Family Foundation, said the proposed changes are long overdue, thoughtfully proposed, and follow a thorough and independent review of Medicaid abortions in Montana. He also said they ensure financial stewardship because they mean tax dollars will only be used to pay for abortions that are in fact medically necessary. All others spoke against the proposed changes by the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services. Opponents include women who have received abortions, doctors, abortion providers, nurse practitioners, and concerned citizens. Abortion is legal in Montana with some restrictions. The Montana Constitution protects privacy, and the 1999 Montana Supreme Court decision in Armstrong v. State protects procreative autonomy, including abortion, based on privacy. The ACLU of Montana says the health department is circumventing the law, in this case and others, by proposing a change in an administrative rule rather than statute. Representing the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, physician Leah Miller said pregnancy is already a time of inherent risk to the mother and fetus, then they may encounter crises. Examples include a pregnant person getting in a vehicle accident where the fetus is 18 weeks, finding out the fetus has no kidneys, a lethal condition, and being diagnosed with cervical cancer while the fetus is at 16 weeks. Quote, I've had too many of these tragic experiences, Miller said. She said most doctors aren't performing elective abortions, but dealing with life-threatening medical complications. And she said a change that would delay care would harm patients. Quote, requiring pre-authorization for medically necessary abortions will affect my ability to care for my patients and put their lives at risk, Miller said. Akila Deernose with the ACLU of Montana said the changes go against well-settled law in Montana, so the health department is pushing a costly and harmful agenda through rulemaking instead. Quote, an agency cannot do by rule what is otherwise unconstitutional or in violation of statute. She said that the Armstrong decision says that the Montana Supreme Court held that Montanans have a constitutional right to obtain an abortion from a qualified health provider of their choosing, not just a physician. She says it's the second time in six months the health department has turned to rulemaking to circumvent the law to discriminate against marginalized groups. She said the agency clearly knows it's asking for a legal fight and the result will be more financial liability for the state. Quote, the proposed rulemaking notices raise serious concerns as to whether the department respects the three-party system of government and understands its constitutional obligations. Wednesday, the health department declined 
to comment on the allegations that it was using rulemaking to sidestep Montana law. Governor Greg Gianforti wants to make financial literacy and civics classes requirements to graduate high school in Montana. Financial literacy will help prepare students for life after school, the governor said. Quote, we want our young people to know how to save for the future and understand personal finance, Gianforti said. As for the civics component, fostering an informed citizenry knowledgeable about the working of government is, quote, critically important, he said. According to a presentation by Carly Urban, Associate Professor of Economics at Montana State University for the Montana Department of Public Instruction in 2022, financial literacy has positive impacts on graduates. Urban told the Daily Interlake on Thursday that after financial literacy courses are required, delinquency rates fall, credit scores improve, and student loan repayment increases. Low-income students benefit the most from the classes. In a January 12th letter written to the State Board of Education, Gianforte argued Montana could do better in preparing students for adulthood. Quote, our state ranked 29th in guaranteeing students access to personal finance courses, and we should do better by our students to ensure they're financially literate, the governor wrote. Senate Joint Resolution 5 calls for Congress to fund fully the public safety and law enforcement needs of Montana's tribal nations and reservations. It had its first hearing Tuesday in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Sponsored by Senator Bob Brown, the joint resolution came at the request of the legislature's State Tribal Relations Committee. Quote, for far too long, the federal government hasn't upheld its agreements with Montana's tribes and Native American citizens. That's according to the sponsor, Bob Brown. SJ-5 urges the United States Congress to fund fully public safety within Montana's reservations and urges the U.S. Department of Justice to work cooperatively with the governments of the tribal nations to effectively administer justice programs. A legislative committee has tabled the Chief Earl Old Person Memorial Highway Bill. The committee voted 7 to 5 to table it. Senator Barry Usher, the Republican from Yellowstone County, made the motion following a recess at the Senate Highways and Transportation Committee. One Republican, Senator Jerry Trebus, the Republican from Great Falls, joined Democrats in voting against the motion. Usher said that in the past, the House Transportation Committee heard many highway designation bills. He said committee members decided then only to pass the bill if someone in law enforcement had died in the line of duty. Old Person was the longest-serving elected tribal leader in the United States. He retired in 2016 and died after a battle with cancer in 2021. 
quote, I apologize. I don't want to disrespect his memorial and honor, but that's just my core belief, Usher said. That's the way we dealt with it in the House. Democrats said they hoped for reconsideration. Vice Chair and Senator Andrea Dolson, the Democrat from Missoula, noted that two sessions ago, the legislature designated the Jeanette Rankin Memorial Highway, and Rankin did not die in the line of duty as a police officer. Chair Senator Teresa Manzella, the Republican from Hamilton, agreed with Usher, saying that legislators did something similar in the Senate last session. Quote, this is a difficult vote because the man obviously deserves honor and recognition, Manzella said. He was a very meaningful person in the life of his tribe. Senator Kathy Keckler, the Democrat from Billings, said that in the four sessions in which she has served, she didn't know about the rule regarding designations. Senator Marianne Dunwell, the Democrat from Helena, said she was disappointed the legislature wasn't able to grant the request made by the Blackfeet Nation. Quote, I encourage it to consider taking it off the table at a later date. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, in 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.